Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 16, 17, and 18 of The Dragon Reborn, Hunters 3, The Red Sister, and Healing. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7. Um, one week away from a year. So next week we'll be at a year, even though it's, I guess it's 52 weeks. So that's that's a year, right? 52 weeks yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, yeah. we started recording the first week of January, and I guess next week technically we'll still be in December, but leap year or something? I don't know, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's 2020. Who, who needs a real 2020. Answer? Yeah, who knows? It doesn't, doesn't, really, <laughs> doesn't really matter. But yeah, so as far as everything else goes, uh, no new patrons. Um, I know it's the holidays, so hopefully uh, in the new year we'll get a couple more. Obviously, normally live recordings are for patrons only. Uh, we opened it up tonight, last week. Um, I might do it again next week just to kind of wrap out the year. It's kind of as a yay. Um, we did it. That oh, kind of thing. Starting the, starting the new year, definitely we'll go back to the patron only. Um, no, as Chris, long as not, Chris, it's not A. We didn't survive A year. It's B. We survived. We survived twenty twenty. That's a big deal. Yeah. So so like I said, we might go back to patron only um, if COVID gets worse and everybody goes back into quarantines and shutdowns. We might do like we did beforehand, where we just open up to everyone. As kind of a COVID twenty twenty one is already in effect. So I know, yeah. So we might, if 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 the shutdowns get worse, which they looks like they're getting that way, we might just keep it open for all for an extended period of time until it settles back down, just so everyone can have something else to do uh, as they're locked in their homes, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, they could tell us so, that we actually have to be locked in our homes again. I might actually participate yeah. more. I don't have college yeah. to occupy my time now. Yeah, there you go. So that, 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 that works. So, yeah. So we got that. Um, as far as followers everywhere, um, you know, we hit the big Twitter milestone a few weeks ago. So uh, I think our next – I don't even know what our next milestone will be. We hit 1,000. So I guess 2,000? I mean, that's going to be a while before we get there. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, everything else is still growing. We're still getting new followers on Facebook, Instagram. I need to do better. I just put random memes on Instagram. Isn't that what Instagram's for, right? Just putting memes on there. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. I don't that's use Instagram that much for real. Yeah, I don't usually use Instagram personally that much either. So I figure it's just for memes. So I'm just gonna keep I'm on putting memes. Old. On <laughs> Everybody get my uh, sense of sense of humor. Oh, I don't um, use that old Instagram. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So another thing, um, uh, you know. Our Discord community has been growing. We're going to be doing some giveaways in January, so be to, be sure to tune in for those. So those are coming. I think I'm doing at least two, if not more. And then um, uh, as far as our 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 country of the week that we have listeners from that we started doing a few weeks ago, uh, this week I picked Latvia. Um, so we have, we have listeners in Latvia. Um, I actually found out a few years ago through actually a my brother did a genetics test like a dna test if i'm you know like one of those that we actually are have latvian heritage so hey yeah so some long lost my, cousins so my people so my okay. people <laughs> so yeah latvia thank you for listening to us uh our, our latvian our latvian listeners um our latvian listener if there's just one of you guys uh <laughs> It was, it, was, it was one of the ones that did have a lot of people listening from there, but yeah, whatever. Um, it might be a long lost cousin, like Ian was saying. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> we still appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Exactly. So moving on to personal life. Yeah. So um, I tried to burn down my house the other day. Um, that was fun. Um, hence why my wife's not happy with me. And then I ended up spending too much money on, a, on batteries, like $200 on batteries, because apparently I'm an idiot. Um, so, uh, so, so, so yeah, so it's, it's been a tough week for me. Um, yeah. So my, the, the, the burning down the house story, I'll tell these two stories real fast and then, yeah, we're hosting Christmas as well. So I've been busy, but, um, 
So the other night, my wife's making soup. It's like a chicken. I think it was like it was a chicken noodle, but it's like chicken and some like carrots and you know like a stew, chicken stew. And she had on medium on the stove, and she went to do some do some shopping. She said, you know, about about an hour turned down to low. Um, so an hour went by, and I go in there to turn it down, and my kids are screaming in the other room because they were fighting because that's what little kids do. So I just go in there and I turned it down, not remembering that my stove down is high, up is low, which I think is the fault of the stove itself, especially when you're screaming children. So I didn't look at it. I just turned it down and that's up. <laughs> so, I, oh. so I turned it on high, oh. went back to my kids and we proceeded to calm them down and hang out for the next hour or so until I oh. started smoking start smoke, smoke. <laughs> and Looked so the way my house is where our like playroom or living room is is way it's something it's way far away from the kitchen, so it takes a while for anything to waft that far over. And it has to pass but the it, stairs, so if you're smelling it, it is saturated in that area. Yeah, when I walked in there, it was thick smoke. Like I mean, it looked like something was like the house is burning down. So like <laughs> I ran in there, I, I turned the, the you know the, the stove off, um, uh, you know, and and I think her 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 pots destroyed. Um, we're still trying to see if we can. I was gonna say that the wife get new pots. Yeah, the, the pots destroyed, but um, the stove might be as well. We we're still trying to figure out whether or not it, it it's it was pretty bad. But um, and then yeah, uh, we had to go to Panera that night for dinner. Uh, <laughs> we just just ordered some Panera. Went to my parents' house and we've been airing out our house, and it actually smells a lot better now. But it smelled like a like a burnt chicken for the last couple of days. Um, right before Christmas. Um. And then with the, the batteries, um, our fireplace, which is a gas fireplace, has not been working for a few months. And I've tried to fix it a bunch of times. And um, I took out the guide, you know, the user guide, and went through the troubleshooting guide. And went through all the different steps and tried cleaning it, tried taking it apart, put it back together, a bunch of stuff. It wouldn't work. It still didn't work. So finally, uh, we're hosting Christmas. Happy, My wife says, you know, hey, let's get it fixed. So we called a servicing a company to come out and like, well, the charge to come out is $145 um, regardless of what, what it is. I said, sure, whatever, come out and fix it. So they come out and they're there for about five seconds and he comes to the other room and goes, Hey, uh, do you got four AA batteries? And <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. you're kidding me, right? He's like, yeah, your box is out of batteries. That turns the thing on the remote box. I was like, oh, oh. so I felt like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I went through, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like such an idiot. Like I was just like, man, this is uh, this is not my week, uh, guys. So, um, so I'm just super embarrassed at this point. I'm just like, here's your check. You can leave now. Like, uh, I mean, I have to pay you because that's the yeah. But <laughs> I feel like, yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of like, are you uh, worth? Uh, yeah. So that's been my week, and then we're hosting Christmas uh, in two days. So all my wife's family is coming. I say all my wife's family. Uh, her parents and her brother and sister are, are coming um, over for Christmas dinner. Um, they've all been strict quarantined. Uh, they don't see anybody, so I'm not really too worried about exposure with them because they don't literally they don't leave. Neither none of them leave their house at all. So mm. um, I haven't, haven't really since all this started. They're really homebody people. So um, yeah, so that's that's all I got going in personal life. So hence why hence why I'm not really prepped that well. For tonight, because I've had a lot going on, but hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna make the best of it. <laughs> How about you guys? What's going on with you? <laughs> well, things have been rolling pretty good. Um, you know, since the boys got out of virtual school for the holiday break, uh, they've been hanging out with me. Uh, we've been having a pretty good time up until uh, today. You know, I've, I've had to go in the office just sporadically. And yesterday, I went in. Uh, we had some contractors walking around for new construction in one area, probably about mm, eight guys, um, all technical folks going over the electrical and HVAC stuff and chill water lines. And so we're in some areas that are kind of tight quarters. You know, we, we have to be for them to do their job. And then I get an email this morning that one of those guys uh, who wasn't feeling well yesterday went and got tested and tested positive for COVID. So, uh, that strung into like all day today. I mean, I have responsibilities being the building manager, getting all the areas that they were in cleaned and notifying everybody and tracing who else was in those areas afterwards. And like, 
no, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then, you know, we're already in the week for uh, Christmas. Uh, I'm probably, even though I don't think, I mean, it's not like I shook the guy's hand or anything. The risk is still higher now. So not going to bother being around parents. Uh, don't want to risk that. Neither one of them can afford to get sick. That'd be very bad for them. So kind of hitting the reset button on the Christmas plans and figuring out how we're going to handle that. And then the boys, I don't know. We got to work that out because, you know, they're supposed to go home the day after Christmas. But I don't know. Gosh, now. Oh, geez. Uh, it just made me think that this this means I have to have a conversation with the ex. That is, I mean, I'm even less excited than I was five minutes ago realizing that. But anyway, so just figuring all that out and meh. Try not to be too upset about it. You know, I'm a pretty go with the flow guy. We're going to make the best of it. Sure. Still frustrating, you know? Yep. Yeah. Sounds like hiking. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. With pretty much. Yeah, because well, with us, it's, you know, I'm not worried about me health-wise. Even, like, if I got it, got it. I'd, I'd be surprised if I got anything more than the sniffles. Uh, my kids are pretty healthy. So, you know, look at all that. No pre-existing. Statistically, we're fine. However the house that they live in and like I said my parents you know all these other people they're not as health wise fortunate as we are and young as we are so you know, we can't miss those guys yeah how about you Chris how busy are you I am you know I can honestly say for the first time I'm not super busy right now and that's that's a rarity I am in Charlotte right now um you know, school ended on the 18th for the students. All I had to do is put their final grades in for the last unit, and I've been lazy about it. I was going to do it yesterday, and I was going to do it today. And I was like, you know what? The bastards, excuse my language, kids, but none of you listen anyway, turn in all this late work like a month late is the earth. Like, I've gotten stuff a month to six weeks late. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait until the very last minute. You might not get it till after Christmas. Your Christmas <laughs> may be ruined because you decided to turn the family and it's not my prerogative to do things to make you feel better about your life. I know that sounds like it sucks, but maybe they'll learn a harder lesson, which is get your stuff in on time and then you won't have such an yeah. issue. Because I literally had some kids begging me on the 18th. I did all this makeup work for you. Can you please sit the grades in so we can have a good Christmas? And I'm like, you know, that would give you a reward for not doing what you're supposed to do. Even if you had turned it in, you know, on Monday when I gave you, or last Friday when I gave you an entire day to do makeup work. Or Monday when I gave you the half the day to do makeup work. But instead you waited the Thursday or Friday the absolute last possible moment. I'm still procrastinating on that. I'll get to it when I get to it. Probably tomorrow. That way, at least they will have a okay Christmas. Some of them will not because their their test grades will go in and they did not study. <laughs> so, but others will be will be doing much better. Got him. <laughs> yep. But that's all pending me getting internet. And as you guys know, here in Charlotte, we've had like an internet issue, and the um apartment area that um chanel lives in so if i can't get internet working then they're not gonna get grades until i get back to virginia which will be christmas eve if not hmm. christmas day so well that's in two that's in two days yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean it just means that their parents won't see their grades before then which sucks for them yep. but not for me anyway other than that, like I finished my grad program that I was doing or the classes that I was doing for my license. I got an A in the class that I needed to pass and the other one I got a C in, really high C, but not my best work, not my worst. Well, I guess it would technically be the worst work of my graduate career at this point, but I don't care. The class didn't matter and the guy was a total asshole. Okay. So I can say that out loud. <laughs> Good deal. Oh, and he blocked me from the doctoral. Program. Oh, what happened? He blocked me from the doctoral program. Like he was, I asked him for help one day, and he just like we connected, and he completely kind of like ran me out for taking a class I wasn't prepared for because there were other classes I was supposed to take before the one okay. I was taking. I was like, well, if I had gotten some form of advising, I would never have taken this class. But mm. thanks a lot. 
And then he's like, why did you apply for a doctoral program when you're not ready for it? Like you haven't taken the classes required. He's like, because nobody's informed me of this. He's like, well, before you can get into the doctoral program, you really need to do this, this, and this. I was like, well, I've already applied. He's like, yeah, well, I'm on the board. So I'm just telling you, you need to do these things. So I'm like, all right, there's another doctoral program that would be better. Anyway. Decision made. Thank you. <laughs> there, there we go. Yep. All right. So uh, let's move on to predictions. Um, so not a lot of predictions from last week, at least that I wrote down. Part of that's because I had not edited last time's last week's uh, episode yet because we haven't released it yet. Um, we're, we're, we're a week ahead now So because we skipped a week. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so predictions. Uh, Shiriam is Dolores Umbridge. Uh, that was from kind of last week. We talked about that a little bit again. Um, it was from previous episodes, but it got brought up again. Um, and these are some other older ones that kind of apply to this episode. And a lot of it has to do with Matt. So, because our last chapter we're covering tonight, it's a Matt chapter. Um, so one is that Matt will be healed in book four. <laughs> um, define really no you gotta define <laughs> okay okay sure semantics um, and Matt is going to learn to control the dagger uh, that was another prediction you guys have made um, and that Matt's and that Matt's powers is the wild card <laughs> that's still that's true a, that's still true yeah just a, so. you know I haven't given up on the whole Matt control you have not given up on that way. I still have okay. not given up on that. Mind you, we know that he controls the horn True. at this point. Uh, he is the horn blower. I still feel like there's some more. Unless to he dies. And then he no longer controls the horn. Chapter 16 Hunters 3, which is the icon is the, the lion, which is like the Camelon, the lion of Andor. Um, I guess is what it is. It's the, the sigil of Andor, where Elaine is the daughter heir to the throne. So, um, we start this chapter uh, with uh, Egwene and Nynaeve uh, getting back to Nynaeve's room, and Elaine's already there. So this is right after their uh, attack uh, in Egwene's room, um, and I guess they left uh, the novice quarters or whatever to the accepted quarters because they didn't feel safe, obviously, because they just they thought there might be another gray man. And when they walk in... Um, Elaine's still in the middle. It's like a heated conversation with her brothers, Galad and Gawain. So um, let's start there. What do you guys think about all this? Uh, uh, I think by the second paragraph, I had a bit of a sigh of relief. Um, I know we, I've learned to appreciate the, the description and descriptions that Jordan uses. But after everything we've had at the beginning of this book, when it starts off, Nynaeve's room was considerably larger than the novice room. She had a real bed, but one built the wall is like, oh no, we're going to have two pages describing the room. <laughs> like, please stop. Uh, and then it, you know, it's just a couple sentences and he hopped right into it. So that was, that was a little bit of a relief. I was like, okay, man, I get, I get it. I have a great mental image of what this entire tower looks like. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree. It was, Probably the quickest he's gotten through descriptor, which was really cool. Um, I just find it very intriguing, very interesting how quickly our two young gentlemen hop back into the story and how we find um, Elaine still not able to really come to terms with her life having a half sibling. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Very yeah, she, she just doesn't like this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and and that's been going on since book one. Um, yeah. Yeah. she doesn't like Galad. Galad, her, her half brother. Galad's so smooth. He's like, it's good to see you again. I've worried so much <laughs> over you. We have yeah. worried much. <laughs> and and Egwene starts blushing as well because uh, you know all the I guess the inappropriate thoughts about Galad <laughs> comes through. Uh, He's so uh, dreamy. So dreamy, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, and, and they're just trying to figure out why, you know, where they went, you know, they, where they ran off and they're trying to figure out, you know, where they were for months, you know, what happened. Um, is this, is this our first real interaction with them since they got back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I think since they got back, yes, yes. Yeah. 
seems odd. I would have thought. I, I, I don't know. I just got the feeling the the brothers being way more protective of their sister, and this well, is not a very that much time approach. has really passed. A lot of things have happened, but not that much time has passed. I think if they were gone for three days and nobody knew, they would be flipping out a little bit more about their sister. Yeah, because they're gone for months. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I kind of yeah. marked like, are they? in some way, shape, or another working for the Black Aja? Have they been mind-wiped or something or under some sort of compulsion? And they're just trying to figure out info. That's why they're playing it cool. I don't know. I I just had a question mark by their reaction to all this. I thought it would have been different. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, uh, Elaine's response to them is it's none of their business, which Galag is upset about. So, I mean, there is some... he, Galati is getting upset about everything. You know, he says the safety of the daughter heirs is, is, is their concern and um, that, you know, he was able to talk his mom out of taking them back. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that you know, they, they, they think that they have a right to explanation on what happened. Yeah, Elaine I, says, I think it's funny you mentioned... Ian, that maybe they've been mind wiped or been under control of the Black Aja. Like, I never... Even then, never even crossed my mind. I just think it's, you know, in my mind, two boys looking to continue their fun and their training, and they were kind of inconvenienced by their sister a little bit. It could be. And, I, you know, I could just be bringing my own twisted perspective to it. And I, I'm not, like I said, there's nothing in here that I'm going to read and say, see, here's my evidence. It's just kind of a, a feeling I got. I was like, huh, eh. thought there would have been more, but, well, you know. I can see what you're saying too. Yeah. So I mean, Elaine remarks that they're, um, you know, that they want to continue continue their water training. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. And yeah, I I'm kind of hoping that uh, we get some more insight into what that is. Okay. Like maybe get a perspective, one of their perspectives, you know, a day in the life of water training and what that's like. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Possibly. And after all this scenes, of, you know, go while it's going on, Nadeev kind of steps in and tells them, you know, get out. And Gawad is like, ignores her and continues arguing. He says, you know, I can go send you, send a note to the Master of Arms. And I'm sure he'll, uh, you know, be happy, you know, that you were here in the accepted quarters without permission. I think Gawad had good reason, though. He's, even though, like I said, Elaine, it's like, I'm not your sister. And Gawain was like, if you want company, uh, we can do as much as any. And after what we went through just to be here, we deserve some explanation where you've been. I'd rather let Glad thump me over the practice shot all day than face mother again for a single minute. Like their concern is outweighed by the simple fact that they were highly inconvenienced. And since their mother allowed them to stay with direct order to like make sure they return, she returns when she gets back. Like they were more or less upset and inconvenienced rather than caring about where she really was. So a little selfish on their part, but understandable. Yeah. yeah. I can definitely see that. Yep. And the threat does work. Uh, Galwood and Galad do leave. Um, before... On the count of three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, that was the funniest part. She's like, and one. And yeah. <laughs> wait, where, yeah. where else did we see that? Uh, what, that what, was what innkeeper was that? I think that was Basil Gill and Camelin when the white clerks came in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think a little bit different. I think Nynaeve actually would have channeled a little bit and like <laughs> I don't know, done something to f with them. Whereas in that that Gill go, that Gill guy was just relieved they left by the time he finished counting because. He had no clue. Yeah. What was, yeah. I think, so I, think was, back it up. I think Nynaeve was getting angry. So yeah, yeah. she'd have done something, <laughs> but that was pretty yeah. cool. The old countdown. Yeah. And, and before they leave, Galad does remind them that if they need help, he's more than happy to assist. You know, he's <laughs> <laughs> as, as he's walking out the door, um, you know, and, and after they leave, it was funny because Nynaeve, because I guess men are not allowed to, the novice quarters, but that's not actually true with the accepted quarters. 
But Maddie said, well, he, he doesn't know any better. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I guess he had gambled that, that they didn't know that. But yeah, it worked. My niece and certainly then, has no problem, uh, you know, taking charge of really any situation she's in. I know we talk about that all the time, but, you know, yeah. making it up as she goes, but always walking forward confidently. I like it. Right. And I guess Elaine's also worried about how much she had said, um, wanted to know whether or not Galata caught anything from her, uh, which thought she had kept quiet most of the discussion. So yeah, this kind of interaction with them. So I guess we could talk about that scene. Well, that's got to be tough. I, 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 I guess I didn't think about it that much when I read it, but um, for Elaine to be able to keep uh, what happened or any of the details of what happened away from her her brothers, that's got to be tough because they know her really well. So they know her facial expressions. They know her tics. They know how she might look or ruffle her nose or look a certain way if she's telling a half-truth or trying to hide something. Um, so I guess the strategy of just sit there and say nothing, do nothing, try not to let them read you makes sense. But how long can you maintain that? I mean, right. if they have many more interactions moving forward, it's going to be pretty hard to uh, keep something from, from one another. Right. Yeah, and then they get all giggly as well about, like, you know, Glad and Gwade starts talking, you know, blushing. And Elaine points out that, you know, it'd be much, much better for um, her to get with like, Gawain because she likes Gawain. You know, that's her real brother. <laughs> and so he's actually besotting with her as well. So, yeah, he's like, Gawain impressed her. He's like, regarding their mother, you owe her that much in regards to the explanation. You owe me that much. Burn me. You're being as stubborn as stone. You've been gone for months, and all I know is that is that you've run afoul of Shirium. And the only reason I know that is because you've been crying and won't sit down. <laughs> yeah. So she got her, her spanking. Yeah. <laughs> we were not privy to that. It's a shame. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, Egwene's still into Galad. But uh, Elaine's kind of saying, you know, don't encourage him. <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much the gist. They're having this little girl conversation about about bullies, I guess. And and a lot of people say that Robert Jordan does not do a very good job of writing this, but eh, whatever. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you because I glaze over and skip through these. Parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Galad just looks at um, Egwene, and he's just like, "We will talk again." He bowed, bowing over her with a last smile. He took an unhurried step towards the door. Like, he just thinks he's the coolest shit on earth, and he knows that he can get his way with Egwene whenever he wants. So, yeah. at least he thinks he can. I'd be interested to see what their relationship looks like. Yep. And then, eventually, Nadiv comes in, stops the chatter, saying, you know, there's more important matters to discuss, pretty much. Um, Elaine wants to know what the Armelin uh, wanted to talk to them and sent them away. And uh, Gwen doesn't want to tell her, but Nynaeve decides um, that it's better to bring her into it. So they, they tell her that all three of them are going to go haunt the Black Aja. Yeah, so, I yeah. wasn't really surprised with that. Um, again, I mean, how could... It's almost better, like, if they try to keep this from Elaine and they might end up splitting off and not being friends further down the line for other reasons... But that would cause such a huge crack division between them. I mean, Are you again, Elaine is Black Asha. No, no, no. I'm just saying, Elaine. There's no way. <laughs> again, they'd be able to keep what's going on from each other. Elaine would clearly sense they're hiding something. Blah 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 blah. blah. So I was a bit relieved that they quickly told her and brought her in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm Otherwise, right there, you it would have the been chaotic. Expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then Nynaeve also tells her that the Armlin might let Matt die, but also that she's determined to heal Matt herself, if that's the case. So, <laughs> Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Um, and at that moment, Aes Sedai enters the room, and that's the end of the chapter. So, so I know that was a bit of my prediction, and even though I may not be entirely right with that, I think it's cool that uh, the girls had the same thought. Like, holy shit. They're not actually going to heal him. <laughs> yeah. Anything we missed from this chapter before we move on? I think it's just a good idea to 
mention the excitement that Elaine has over what's happened and the fact that she hasn't been targeted makes you wonder who's informing the Black Aja. Um, anybody that's been in contact with them recently would know that Elaine has a lot to do with what's going on. So I'm wondering if they're getting old information and acting on old information. And could that be now a Pad and Fane interaction at this point because he doesn't know much about Elaine? Good point. And then I, I'll I'll point out when they're talking about you know whether or not Matt's going to get healed. Um, and Egwene's like, well, what are we going to do about him? What can we do? And again, very confidently, if not naively, Nynaeve says, or she goes to her wardrobe, rummaged in the back of it. When she came out, she had a striped cloth bag of herbs. She goes, with my medicines and luck, perhaps I can heal him myself. Um, and we'll get into this some in the, in the uh, next couple of chapters. I still have some more theories on that. But I think this is... A little bit of evidence, a little bit of more suggestion about what I talked about where Nynaeve um, might very quickly get to the point where either she thinks she knows better than or, you know, she's learned enough or she's not going to just play by the rules here. And uh, I don't know. She was just very quick to make up the make the decision like, well, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it sort of thing. And she has no clue what she's doing. Right. Um, I don't know. That's very true. So I, I just I thought that was just another little tick mark in in uh, in her corner and sure a little bit more towards that that prediction I'm working on of her just busting out being like screw this I'm going off on my own I know what I'm doing right yeah so yeah let's move on to the next chapter move on to chapter seventeen the red sister. The Red Sister, the icons, the flame of, flame of Tarvalon. Like you're saying, it's it's weird, the Red Sister? It's very weird that they describe Elida as a handsome woman. I've never really heard that adjective used for a woman before. Yeah, and, and I, I, when I first read it, I thought the same thing, but it, I think it's a good adjective. Like, So not a bad-looking woman, um, a woman, just, um, I, I would say just a... To, to me, it doesn't make it sound like manly. It makes it just sound like maybe just more plain, but but not bad looking. Just uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Handsome woman rather than beautiful, and sternness right. on her face added maturity to her ageless eyes and eye features. So, it's just you know, I, I guess when I see her now, it kind of reminds, as or it will remind me of like having like using harsher features, but still. I don't know, plain almost. <laughs> yeah, but still pleasant on the eyes. Just not, she's not beautiful by any means. I guess yeah. that's the best way to put it. She'd be like a six. <laughs> so that's a uh, uh, that's at least how how I think. And I think it's a good adjective, like I said. Uh, but anyway, so uh, she comes in, good old Elida. Uh, she's the Red Aja, and she's the former advisor of Queen Morghese. Uh, of course, uh, we've met her before, so. <laughs> when, when Rand met her, um, and Elaine, of course, grew up with her, but this is Nynaeve and, um, and, and Egwene's first time meeting her. Yeah. I did not get warm fuzzies the first time we met her, and I still do not have warm fuzzies about her. Uh, no. I'm not, I'm not going to declare Black Aja. Uh, and oddly enough, uh, I don't really get that vibe from her, but... She's definitely got her own agenda, and I don't think it meshes very well with what our heroes um, have planned. So, right, I feel like if she can't have the Emerald seat, she at least wants to make sure she has control of the kingdom. So, sure, she's mm-hmm. she's almost narrowly focused on that. So, yes, and that may not right. be a bad thing, but yeah, I don't think she's caught up in the other shenanigans. I think that's her big power play there. Yeah, I think she's mm-hmm. in that long game. Like, yeah, um, Elida may have damaged, but Elida will soon be in control of what happens next in regards to the relationship between Aes Sedai and the kingdom. Yeah. So she's going to make sure she corrects uh, Elaine and puts Elaine in her place and helps her to realize that she needs her around in some manner, shape, or form. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good deal. So yeah, she's surprised that all three of them are in Ani's room. Um, and Ani tries to excuse herself immediately, telling a lot of she needs to go return to her studies, and a lot is like, no, no, you can you can wait a bit longer. Right? We need to talk. So <laughs> kind of puts on Eve back down and um she's immediately like, goes so all of you are here together. Somehow that does not surprise me. It says her voice made no more pretense than her bearing did. She was a woman of power and ready to wield it as she declared it necessary. A woman who knew more than those she spoke to. It was much the same for a queen as for a novice. Like she definitely puts herself in such a high regard and a position of power. And right away, I feel like um, the girls just kind of just like fall into place. Yeah. Um, any thoughts from you, Ian? Uh, just, uh, I was curious how many of these interactions they might have going forward. Um, whether any of the eyes that I there have like ill intentions or ulterior motives or whatever, they've all got to be curious. And everybody's been so hush hush about what actually happened. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's all I really thought here is like, God, what is it? Every time they turn a corner, someone's going to grill them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, trying to get info out of them, figure out what happened, sort of thing. So. Yeah. They need to be quick about getting their story straight and, and you know, more, more so to protect their mission of finding these black Aja. They, they've got to be smooth operators here. Right. And, and a lot of immediately goes, you know, asks them about the black Aja. Did they know black Aja was among them? And Nadi replies that she's, that they've been told, um, kind of tries to play cool, you know, that, that, you know, that they were told this rather than that they already knew all the stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, pretty slick. Um, and then um, wonders if uh, if there's a connection between the two of them carrying carried off carrying the daughter heir off uh, and nearly breaking the bond between Caitlin and Tarvala. It's last a thousand years. Yeah, yeah, I thought that yeah. whole interaction in the very beginning was pretty funny. Like right away, um, there was Elida was just um she looked at Nynaeve and she's just like your studies can wait. They have waited long enough after all. And then she goes, Herbs, you're not a village wisdom any longer, child. Trying to hold on to the past will only hold you back. And then Elaine tries to step in and right away she's like, Be silent, novice. Like, boom, puts her in her place right away. Yeah. And like you said, she said, You may have broken a bond between Tarvalon and Camlin that has lasted three thousand years. You will speak when spoken to. And Elaine like instantly was shut down. Like this is the first time I feel like she's ever been shut down that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, like I said, this bond between Camlin and Tarvalon's lasted a thousand years. So um yeah. Um, and the disappearance of 13 sisters assumed to be like Aja, you know, it raises a lot of eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Very suspect. Yeah. So a lot of Mitchell, you know, goes into why they ran away. Um, you know, Egwene starts to say, well, Matt, <laughs> and Nynaeve shuts her up, <laughs> uh, telling, you know, says Tessa Lida that, you know, quit the omelets ordered her not to speak. So they're not going to talk anymore. Yeah, it wasn't a bad attempt by Egwene to tell the truth without lying, sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's trying to play the game um, and give her something. You know, the way they're being grilled, they're going to have to give up something. Mm-hmm. So the whole Matt was sick, got to get him back. That's not a lie. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about all this, uh, uh, Chris? Like as far as this whole interaction, I mean, I I really like the interaction between um, Elida and the girls in general. Um, just the whole idea, Elida was already trying to spin a story. She's just like, you know, besides thinking that they already knew of the black Sadai leaving, she's the two of you vanishing, taking with you the daughter heir of Andor, the girl who may become queen of Andor one day. If I do not strip off her hide and. Uh, sell it to the glove maker she said vanished without permission without a word without a trace and then Elida, uh, Elaine tried to jump in like I was not carried off I went on my own free will and then Elida right away will you not obey me child like that in and of itself speaks to the power that Elida thinks she has and she's already positioning and politicking 
she's like, I'm going to create a narrative where you were carried off and you're going to obey this narrative and that's how it's going to be. That way we can save face and you're mm-hmm. going to listen to what I have to say. And mm-hmm. like yep. Elaine, though angry, kept her mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Like yep. Elida had full control of the situation. She's already developed a story, already created a narrative. She's trying to save you know, Elaine, trying to save face there and trying to rekindle that bond or at least that level of control that she had so that sure. she can continue her hold on Camlin. So. Yep. And Elaine asks for forgiveness. That right there shows you the power that Elida has yeah. over her. Yeah. So after they kind of shut down Elida, Elida changed the subject to Rand. Um, she guesses that he must be Tavirin and, um, you know, Nadia just kind of answers, well, we haven't seen him in some time, so I don't really know what Rand's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. He's, he's doing his own thing. And before yeah, Elida, not yeah, really before Elida, yeah, not, not really Elida, but before Elida can ask any more questions, Shiriam comes in. So that kind of stops that whole conversation. So. Yeah. And, and, uh, so Elida is also talking about the village that they come from, how there must be mm-hmm. something special there to produce the two of them, you know, plus Matt, plus Rand. And Nynaeve is like, nah, it's just a village. Just like any <laughs> other village. No big deal. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> right, right, right. And then she tugs her braid. Yeah, uh, a few times. Exactly. Hmm. But yeah, so after a short conversation with Shiriam and Elida, Elida does does leave, um, and immediately Nadia brings up the Gray Man again, and Shiriam gets really upset because she's like, "Well, if you bring it up in front of me, that means obviously you told Elaine, and I told you not to tell anyone." So <laughs> yeah, good job, Nadia, for kind of throwing yourself under a bus. <laughs> yeah. Why on earth would any of these ladies expect? To divide the, these three girls now and have them keep secrets from one another, I, I and, and I, I but see, I don't think they're actually that dumb. So I don't think Shirium's that surprised. And it made me think even more back to the Amerlin. I don't, I don't think the Amerlin would be that surprised to find out they've already told her as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they can't. They can't be that dumb. Clearly, they're going to talk about it. They have to. Like you said, this is too big of a secret, too big of a task to be able to keep from a close friend that's going to be around you often, you know? Well, it's just as much a power play. Like, the ambulance cannot directly involve Elaine in this because then she could bring down the wrath of Camelon, and she has to repair this relationship. So why not let that be the fault of these two girls? And then she's got her fall girls burying themselves even deeper into the hole with the queen. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you see Elida spinning her story, Amelie's seat is purposely backing out of the narrative. So yeah. them getting her into more trouble is on them and not on the Aes Sedai. It gives her and Tarvalon a little bit of plausible deniability. Correct. Yeah. Good point. Good point. That sounds good. Do. Yeah. And so then they ask uh, Sharon more questions about the gray man. Like, did you find the assassin? Did we know who did it? Who done it? Kind of thing. And Sharon doesn't answer any of the questions because she just, you know, says, I'm not going to answer you. Um, you have to come with me because Augusti is getting ready down below to heal Matt. And you guys are all invited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends this chapter. Yay. So thoughts when you first read this, when uh, you heard that Matt is actually going to heal. Do you think this is a was a ploy or do you think this was like what, what, what was your what's your thoughts like about that whole interchange well it's like i what? said earlier it depends on how you define healing and even at the end of this next chapter um even naive questions what actually took place mm-hmm. um you know was it just separated you know or was it just enough power to be able to separate him from the dagger da, 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 da. was he actually healed so there might still be more to it. So we'll sure. Okay. Sounds good. Anything we missed from this chapter? Anything else that before we move on? No, I think we've kind of covered everything. I do like I do 
agree with the idea of like healing as being, you know, somewhat subjective <laughs> to the person that is feeling it, witnessing it, watching it, doing it. So I guess we're going to learn a little bit more about that process though. Sure. As we go on. Right. Moving on to chapter 18, again, healing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that again in there, too, just so people can know. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day over here, fellas. <laughs> yeah, Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> we are now recording this again. Um, so, yeah, healing and the Hairmark Blade, uh, which we talked about, is a really weird icon for this chapter. <laughs> yeah, so I, my, my, earlier when we were not recording, I shared my thoughts that Maybe the um, hair mark blade was used as the um, icon for the chapter because it did represent the Sangreal. Saint Angreal, because I can never Sa-Angreal. say that right. Sangreal. Thank you. It's so powerful. Sangreal. And so now, whenever we have a Sangreal being used, we're going to see the hair mark sword, you know, the hilt, at least since, you know, the sword itself has been destroyed. So yeah. that's as, as the, more time's gone by, I'm definitely on board with that, Chris, and I hope that kind of pans out moving forward because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll see. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shiriam takes Egwene, Elaine, Nynaeve to part of the tower that is rarely visited by Aes Sedai, deep, deep in the tower. Um, and uh, this is where the storage room was. Uh, where all the Turk Agriel were stolen by the Black Aja. Yeah, where the Black Aja made it deep down into the dungeon. We got deep. <laughs> Only the right. Black Aja could get that deep. Mm-hmm. That deep that deep in the Tarvalin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super deep. Um, I uh, think someone someone actually asked did, 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 did Robert Jordan describe it as as, as musty and, and smelly down there too? Or... <laughs> 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 oh I know that it, it, it I was gonna say it's worse than that. Uh, it's 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 kind of musty and dank, but then they have like these very floral perfumes that they quickly sprayed. You can tell they're just trying to cover it up. Yeah. Uh, not- <laughs> we, we do know that it made Egwene squeak as they went down there. Just thinking about the uh, black Asha it just made her weak. Yeah. <laughs> Got her knees wobbling and struggling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And she's super uncomfortable that the Black Gosh has been down that down that far before. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So Shiriam leads them into a room full of ice and eye, including the Omelin seat and present. Um, and the girls are told basically to shut up, don't distract them. The ice and eye is about to heal Matt and just stay back. So. Yeah, we, we know there's a few Aes Sedai here that are recognizable by the girls, but most of them are not. It just has somebody represented from each color. So it just kind of shows the importance of having that solidarity when it comes to channeling the power when it's of utter importance. So didn't make a note of that the first time we were recording, but thought it mm-hmm. worthy of mentioning this go sure. around. Yep. And the Omni Seat has a fluted rod that's a saw on grill. And it's one of those powerful ones that they have at the tower. Um, and then there's several sisters there that are going to Link. Um, I think as we mentioned before, Lincoln's been mentioned in previous books um, that I said I can Link to create even more power uh, amongst themselves. But this is the first time we see Linking happened, happening. So uh, yeah, I just have here. Yeah. For this, uh, for, for just for the fact of bringing up the level of power here, it says that the Emerlin says, "I will meld the flow. Be careful. The power needed to break the bond with the dagger and heal its damage is very close to what could kill him. I will focus, attend." So it just goes to show that there's an immense amount of power being used and being channeled through this saw on ground, and that even the Emerlin seat needs like the focus and she needs the others to attend to her and to lend her their power. So it really is just a feat that, you know, we get to see here. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got two things. Um, I, I got in my notes that I mentioned it last time we recorded this or attempted to five seconds ago, but <laughs> it's important to note Nynaeve is there and Amberlynn knows this about her. A lot of people know about Nynaeve now. She can see, um, one new trick 
just one time and then she's got it and she can not only do it but do it better than a lot of people and she's getting ready to watch a couple of things go down not just healing but healing the sisters linked together the use of this so unreal um it's so powerful and so what we know about naive is it, she's going to get it it's going to make sense to her and she's going to be able to do it and do it better and whether or not that plays out in the future uh maybe and i'm thinking maybe in the near future i had this uh cuckoo theory before when baron first came back and talked to the airman about matt blowing the horn and so long as he's alive it's kind of attached to him and blah 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 blah. and i threw out there that well maybe our i said i will kind of heal him but intentionally keep him in some sort of vegetative state so they could still have control over this one thing over the horn or the person who controls the horn um mm -hmm. and if you kind of see how things play out here i think that's still potentially true but we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like i said Gwen now fully realizes how his power is being used as they, they link and start to break the tie between the dagger and Matt. Um, and you get the scene where Matt, like I said, arches up. Um, and yeah, that's yeah, pretty awesome scene. Very intense. Yeah, it was a really, really neat scene. I, I read it earlier and I want to read it again just because I think it's just so important to have that imagery but it says Matt thrashed in the middle of the glow, jerking this way, then that way, muttering incomprehensibly. But he did not loosen his hold on the dagger and his eyes remained closed. Slowly, ever so slowly, he began to arch his back, muscles straining till he shook. Still, he fought and bucked until finally only his heels and his shoulders touched the table. His hand on the dagger sprang open and quivered, creeping back from the hilt, was forced, biting from the hilt. His lips skinned away from his teeth in a snarl, a grimace of pain, and his breath came in forced grunts. Like, the imagery there is very important to me. I really was drawn to this, like the idea of seeing Matt literally like pulled by like, a string from his uh connected to his navel being pulled into the air it's almost like something from the exorcism and i yeah. guess you can kind of equivocate it to that because they are drawing you know more death or whatever it is that overtook him from the dagger kind of out of his body and back into the dagger i was kind of hoping for a little bit more drama to it like yeah. I, like when i originally read it i didn't mention it earlier but the scene was really interesting, very, you know, descriptive, but a little bit of a letdown for me because I expected more of a fight. I expected like a dark spirit or something to come up out of Matt and really fight the Aes Sedai. Like that's, that's what I saw in my mind's eye at first, but reading this imagery, it was still pretty cool. And I can't wait to see how they do this in, you know, the second or third season, whenever they decide to do this for the, sure. the TV show. So Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing it did tie up for us nicely, like with, without a doubt, um, we absolutely know right now that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> so, it's, a, it's a Harry Potter movie. Come on. Man. It's a Harry Potter Christmas special. It's still a Christmas movie. Sure. I mean, <laughs> you're chasing Alan Rickman around a tower. That's 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 a plot for Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. so there's Christmas trees around, and I'm pretty sure there's a Christmas carol at some point. I, yeah, good point. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so yeah, uh, at, at some point, Egwene starts to get nervous that they might actually be killing Matt, um, but there's no way really to stop them now. And and this is where Nadeev has her thoughts as well about how much you know she can actually channel. Oh yeah. yeah. If we if we stop them, if we could stop them. He'll die. I do not think I could handle half that much power. I love it. And and immediately, even she realizes what she said. Like, wait a minute. Listen to my words. I just, I, I admitted to myself, I could channel half of what Tenful Aes Sedai did with the the really powerful Angrel. Yeah. Um, and that's fantastic. And I don't think 
I don't think she was being boastful or egotistical here. I think she's actually realizing her potential and her power. You know, I think, I think yeah. that's great. She's going to be a badass. Well, she is a badass. She's going to be badass or her, her, just her. Yeah, exactly. So as it goes on, Matt starts speaking old tongue, um, which is kind of disconcerting. Um, a lot of Red Eagle talk. <laughs> Ramdi. I don't know. Y'all know I'm going to try. I'm going to butcher it a million and a half times. But <laughs> uh, Speak the old tongue to me. It's not a real language. I'll, I don't even know if there's... I, I'm sure there's pronunciation guides out there for it, but... <laughs> I don't think it really matters for old tongue. I think there's, I can't remember what podcast it was, but someone said the best way when you're trying to pronounce the old tongue, just speak like Jabba the Hutt. Perfect. See, that's perfect old talk there. It's perfect. I don't know. That's not really what I had in my head when I read it. No. But now it is. <laughs> yeah. Now that will never go away. Yeah. And it's surprising, uh, it's surprising since they might have been to hear all that. Like, I think it would have been more surprising and awkward if you, like, just started yodeling or something. I mean, I guess <laughs> this is a little more appropriate. Yeah, so that's uh, uh everyone say that now now you have to do the job of voice, yeah, because you have a good good job of voice. Uh, I, I don't. Ooh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I, I I will admit that I do not have a good job of voice. Wait, um, what, Jabba, what's that? What'd you say? Die Hearted's Christmas movie. <laughs> oh well, there you have it, folks. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> All right. So um, at this point, the dagger is removed from Matt's hand. It's placed safely to the metal box, and the Aes Sedai stop channeling. And immediately, Naive wants to know um, is he healed? Because Matt still looks like shit. <laughs> and there's the question back to what I said earlier is he healed? And the Amberlin's response is much as what did she say? As much as he could be, or something like that? Yeah. Pretty much, uh, yeah, yeah. Her response yeah. is like, "Only time will tell." Yeah, but go uh, back to the beginning. You know, all these ladies are linking and channeling all this power and directing the power, but who's focusing it? Who's really guiding what's going on there? The yeah. Amelin. Mm -hmm. And so, could she have made sure the dagger was separated so that Matt wouldn't get worse, but also yeah. prevented him from being totally healed? Maybe keeping him in some vegetative state so they could continue to control who has power over the horn? Yeah. Uh -huh. little, does she, little does she know that Nynaeve <laughs> saw what just happened and can now do this and do it better than all of these chicks. And she knows how to link up and she's got her, her three-woman team to do a better job. So uh, if he's not totally healed, I think Nynaeve will take care of that. Yeah. And so after all this is done, Elaine then wants to know what Matt said. Because uh, in addition to the Red Eagle talk, he said a bunch of other stuff in the old tongue. Um, th this is really interesting. So the Amblin answers saying he was ordering soldiers around and, de and demanded that the Aes Sedai let him go in the old tongue. Well, um, it's interesting because she said it seems like he was here, but not here. He recognized us, but then he was not here. So I don't know if that means he was himself and somebody else. Yeah. Or maybe himself in a different time. Because they said, you know, I said I were um, partners with the, what was the exact way she said it? Uh, we're, we're allies of Venethrin. Yes. Allies, but not necessarily trusted. And they, and the girls do request to stay with him a bit longer, but that's refused and they're sent off to do their chores. And that comes to the end of the show. Well, their chores, uh, nudge in a week, air quotes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But so the the quest is den denied. <laughs> so, Shady. 
Yep, and that's how we end this chapter. And I still feel the ambulance suspect here. I think they intentionally did not heal him all the way. Well, here's a here's a quote to kind of go to that theory of yours. She said, but who can know the heart of a man? Not even he himself, I suspect. A man, the easiest animal to put on a leash and the hardest to keep leashed, even when he chooses it himself. And if you look at his reaction to the dagger, until the dagger was close off to him, he gave like a faint, like, um, whimper for it. It says, mm-hmm. Matt's scream grew frantic. Yeah, I said, I thrust the dagger into the box and snapped the leg, letting out a loud sigh as it clicked shut. A filthy thing, she said. And it says, as soon as the dagger was hidden, Matt's shrieks cut off and he collapses with his muscles and bones had turned to water. So it almost implies that anytime he's near the dagger and it's not being like hidden through whatever charm this box presents, it could have an impact on him. So you mm-hmm. there might be something to what you're saying. Yeah. Dance. Puppet but it dance. could have been like the final process of cutting it off was sealing it. Maybe they put it in a way gate never to be seen again. Or they yeah, take sure. it back to shot our logo off. We will not know until like book twelve. So interesting. That's all I get. It's funny how this is the second little wooden box that's being used to keep secrets. What's in the box? Give, yeah, what's in the like, box? What's in the box? So yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else from this chapter, or anything from the, all the chapters we missed, or? That's what I got. Yeah, like I said, they're not long chapters. This is probably the shortest three chapters that we're covering this entire book. But I felt like going to four would just be overkill. So, we managed to do, we managed to do over two hours though. Yeah. Uh, well, well, there's there's not two hours of actual five yeah. episodes. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> edit it, and it's gonna be forty five minutes total tops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Took us two hours forty five minutes, but uh. Like yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So favorite characters from this week. Um, I mean, we're still the girls, so I think Ian's always naive, right? So I'm I'm still a strong naive. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you have a favorite? Elida. Elida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just funny how in control she is, even when she's not. Yeah. Yeah, and she's handsome. Yes. Yep. So yeah, um, next week we'll do three chapters. So um, I think we talked about last time, not really talking, getting thoughts about them because they really don't matter per se. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we're doing, we are doing three chapters. So next time in the world reads, we'll we'll do three three more chapters. Um, Nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Um, and then we're going it's to our benefits since we always ask him what chapters we're supposed to do the day of. Yeah, you do. Now, now we can go back and listen and say, like, okay, 19, 20, 21. Um, and then after that, we'll do two chapters um, for the following week. Cool. So, yeah, that's uh, – and then in a few weeks, we do have a guest coming on. Um, so I'm not really ready to announce who that is, but stay tuned. That's coming soon. I'm still finalizing that. That won't be till like, five weeks from now, so – we got we got some time. All right, four weeks from now. We're getting yeah. there. Don't get there. That's Maybe I'll be out of quarantine by then. Okay, so um, how we can be found? We can be found um, at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those good places. Um, the Wheel Reads at gmail.com is our email address. The Wheel Reads.com is our website. Um, go there to find our links to things like merchandise and our Discord server. It has an invite link there as well. If you want to come join our Discord, it's a lot of fun. We have tons of new readers all the time. Uh, so there's a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thewillreads. Um, come join. We had one person join while we're doing live recording tonight. Uh, I'll announce Ooh. you next week so you can get a, a nice uh, shout out. And at the beginning of the episode, where people tune off for this stuff. So, <laughs> uh, 
I, I can look at the analytics and when I start talking about my my wrap up, people just it just drops right off. So one day one day we do a giveaway during this segment. So that way uh it's gonna be a select few that actually listen to all this and actually actually gets it. So no. <laughs> um, um so yeah, um anything else I can think of that's going on or anything else that uh not really anything else, just like us, subscribe to us, write us, review us, all that good stuff. Um uh, Unless there's anything else from you guys, anything? Until next time. Until next time. All right. I like how Chris did it. (laughs) Oh, did he? Yeah, he did until next time as well. (laughs) Peace. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.